in management in a kitchen. And I had been doing uh, culinary work for about like 10 years or so. So this has all been a little new, but also just like moving that to like a different kind of art now. Um, before we continue on, I want to say welcome to our all new The Giant Contraband Robot Artist Talk series, social distancing series. <laughs> um, without Kaylee knowing, <laughs> I started recording. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they only got part portion of that, not the whole thing. See, here's the thing. I like doing that to everyone, even to my co-hosts. Um, we, when we do the normal Giant Contraband Robot show... I like to just like certain little things, certain things I feel um, that's worth putting on on the um, on the show, and there's certain things that is not. One yeah. of the things he revealed, we've been shitting on since last year TikTok. Yes. And lo and behold, he says he has a TikTok. <laughs> so, I broadcast it, and for the good. 10 minutes of the show I just let him curse me out <laughs> so I was like I told him this is on you you know how I like to sneak in and record people when they talk <laughs> it's not on me it's on you and also it gets that is too funny and also gets everyone um, like if we're since we're doing the one on one series which is this it gets you comfortable to actually talk because everyone is I don't know why everybody's nervous That'll be my question before we get back to the tattooing. Are you nervous that the fact that, because so far we have, I'm surprised, people in Canada, Alaska, throughout South America and parts of the U.S. are listening to this show. Now I want the I want the U.K. I want Africa. I want global, but I'm, I'm cool with what we got. <laughs> it, it, are you nervous just because your voice will be out there? I... I actually am. I am so self-conscious of my voice. Why? It's, it's your voice. It, it, I know. <laughs> I always get told I sound like a child. Like, even when I was doing manager work, I would answer them. Someone would be like, I want to talk to the manager. And then my voice would come on the phone like, hi, what can I do for you? And they'd be like, no, you sound like a child. There's no way you're the manager. And I was like, oh, baby, yes, I am, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then you have to use that tone to let them know. What mm-hmm. you're about. See, at least you got that. At least you didn't get um, for years before, when I was using social media. Like at the start, I never used my actual picture. I always threw up like it was either. Have you ever heard a regular show? Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, I either use Mordecai as my <laughs> as my um, avatar photo, or I would use um, a robot from like Gundam. Yeah. I would never use my face. But when I'm playing video games with other people, they assume because of my gamer tag, I'm white. <laughs> so when they when I started doing when I first started doing this, it was a video series with the um ex friend. And then they was like, Oh, you're black. I was like, Yeah, I'm black. <laughs> I was like, I was using my white voice because I know I can't do what I wanna do. Yeah. You have the cold switch, pretty much. Yes. I know. I always try to, like, slow my pronunciation because I don't ever want to, like... But it's it's something I want to break. I want to break out of that because I don't want to feel like I have to sound 
like I want to be a genuine like I want my genuine self to be at the forefront not how I want other people to perceive me you know yeah, and it's hard to break out of that sometimes and is that why you pursue are you pursuing art as a career so you can actually show the world your true self yes yep I feel like there was. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I let you in. I was, I was gonna say something else. That too. This is all about you, not me. This is about you. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like a lot of the art, because a lot of times I try to um, include, like I, I love like including nudity and I love including like sexual intimate intimate moments too. But when I was in um, the managerial role, I couldn't post my my paintings on my social media, even if it was private, because I was in a leadership role at my company. So I was, I felt like I, I couldn't be my, my true self, you know? Yes. And that was hard. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to put my art out there and I wanted to feel confident with those paintings go up and not feel self-conscious at work. Like, Oh, like, did I put myself in a bad position now? I would say, there's always an artist page that you can create that you don't have to worry about need like for me the only time my instagram page almost got me in trouble totally forgot i got I, when i was still at um, a student for Diaz, um dominguez hills and i got the library um student research position i legit forgot i posted a short clip of me smoking a blunt online <laughs> on my ig i was like and then the boss suddenly was like, you don't come to campus um, high, do you? I was like, no, I don't. Oh, my goodness. Like, okay. I was like, why, why, why? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she was like, she put up high. I was like, oh, you automatically followed me on Instagram. Okay. That is so, man. And I, yeah, that's, that's the worst. Yeah, but that was a student position. They know it was a student work. If it was, if I was actually working for the school, oh, this would be a whole different. That would be a whole different conversation. Yeah. Man, and I was gonna say, I always drive the plane home, and I've been saying this to everyone on the show, and I'm saying it to you, have an artist. Well, Allison has one, and Cynthia obviously has multiple. Yeah. But have an artist page. Show. I think that is the better. I think. Use social media to your um, to your advantage. If you know, yeah. if your mm-hmm. job is going to interject on your personal shit, be like, okay, here's my um, personal shit that you can see. Here's my artist um, page for the whole world to see the, to know you as the artist. Yeah. So that's my advice. That's true, but then what if your art is? so sexual sometimes then your artist page and your regular page they're just they they mesh so well together well then you gotta hope no way don't report it because <laughs> there's snitching ass people on these platforms yes oh my gosh like yeah um that was that's my next question have you experienced um basically censorship through social media by this point because I noticed you're starting to post a lot more. It looks like some of your old pieces now. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten some form of censorship or someone reporting your um your pieces? You know what? I've never been reported, but I have had family 
try to shame me or make me feel ashamed for it. So, like, censorship from my family, but not from... Thankfully, I've... No one's... I don't think I've posted anything that violates any of those community guidelines, but I want to get to that point. I want to start painting. Like, I want to make some resin art where they're from the mold of penises. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that might... We'll find out how that goes. That might get banned. So far, I just looked at a piece. Um, I think it was, I want to say the Torrance. Not the Torrance. It's, um, and it was the cultural center, probably in Long Beach, um, celebrating the LGB. Um, this, I don't want to, I'm just saying this person. I don't want to gender label them. Um, mm -hmm. Of a person fully nude, dong and everything out. Mm -hmm. painted the painted piece and it's posted on ig so far in the comments has been positive so i say go for it yes that's my goal i would oh man even even more like i guess what people would call like risque like i want to do a lot more intimate pieces especially now that i'm feeling more confident in posting those like even the painting that i just posted with a the woman that was giving her partner, um, I don't know if I could cuss on here, but, you, you know, curse. some I just, head. I just said a string of curse words at the start of it. You can curse. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was trying <laughs> I was trying to watch my mouth. But, you know, um, fellatio. <laughs> okay. Even that, I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if people are going to respond negatively to this. But, like, this is just, like, what I enjoy painting. And I want to have, like, a super sex-positive and just like open environment, whether it's with my art or just like with my friends and myself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, then this would be this is what I actually want to know, and because this would be a benefit of um, of our audience that will eventually hear this. Um, mm -hmm. I noticed your pieces right off the bat, and now that you're talking about it, um, what was your entry point on one on wanting to actually? use sex as a point of reference um and just as a point of reference for your art i don't know if there ever really was like a point because it's always been i've just always really appreciated the like absolute beauty in the human body and especially in like two people having that like comfortability with each other or more like i would totally be open to doing some pieces with um polyamory love too I just think, like, those intimate moments are, like, the moments I would love to capture. Um, to piggyback on that, and actually go back, I remember you mentioned your family, like, uh, pretty much they object uh, any of this. Are, yeah. they support, are they supportive of you being an artist besides your subject matters? Yes, and thankfully in my in my like immediate family, there's they've been super supportive. But that's also one of the things I've been a little nervous about. I actually, my mom and her wife have been together since I was super young, and like in school, I would have a lot of you know little verbal debates on um, like gay rights and the LGBT community and their struggles. Mm -hmm. And people would always be like, it's not a good 
household like it doesn't promote like um, proper children that act the right way or that do what they're supposed to do in society and I would always be like yes they do it's completely fine like get off of their back when people I would go to school with wouldn't know I was arguing about my own family but they just thought I was really <laughs> really vocal about it but it was like a part of me like defending my own household so I feel real nervous sometimes because I don't ever want to put my parents who went through a lot of discrimination on their sexuality through anything where it reflects on them and their parenting. So that's been something I've been kind of trying to navigate through. Is, oops, excuse me. Is it still a difficult subject to, did you say it is um, quite difficult, but is it like, I know in some aspects it's, it is accepting because it's now it's now a normative instead of it being just a closeted thing like i would say yeah hell i'm 35 so i remember it was like a closeted thing when i was like 10 till i was about 15 yeah and then it started becoming more normal normalized until i say what hell 2000 i want to say at least 2001 up uh, for me looking at the lexicon of like social media and entertainment being like yeah. be more accepting but um do you see yourself being more vocal even though you're trying to navigate do you see yourself being more vocal for it like actually being out there like look motherfucker this is what is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do actually i used to get real self-conscious because my mom would also pretend like she she would just call my stepmom, her partner, she wouldn't say, or she'd say, like, my boo. So she wouldn't say, like, my wife or my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, I, I have to talk myself up to it, but I do. Um, kind of just say, fuck it, they're going to think what they're going to think. Because I just naturally have this, like, thought before I post anything. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, what if somebody doesn't like this? Or what if they say something? And, like, then I'm going to want to delete it. And I have to go through this. And I'm like, no, what the fuck? Who cares? And if they don't want to follow you or they don't want to support your art anymore, or they need to feel like it's better for their mental health to disconnect from you. Like, that's okay. But I don't want to pretend to be somebody that I'm not, you know? So I have to talk myself up to that every time because you're right. When it when I was younger, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't hold hands in public. We didn't talk about it in very, very, maybe like two or three friends growing up knew that I had two moms. So I feel like even though society has come such a long way because they spent so many years kind of afraid of the violence and the the hate that was out there, it's still kind of in the back of all of our heads. Even theirs, they still won't hold hands outside to this day because it's just that trauma. It It won't go away for them for sure. But for me, I'm fighting through it for them. Uh, this will be the last question, so we won't have to linger on. Um, mm -hmm. This is just about my my own question, my own my own curiosity. Is it because maybe because the um, the I know in the black community is frowned upon if black men feel a certain way towards trans women. Yeah. Is it within your racial community why your your mothers? would not like they they know they're together they it just 
what is the community within the race is like unaccepting or within their own family is that like is that yep. is, is that still the reason like one of the reasons why yep it 100 is you hit the nail on the head it's unfortunate but in the latino community it is very i mean as i mean you definitely probably have heard it's very much machismo and like even if they accept you because i will say that two females being together is much more accepted than than anything else but they're still like even the family that did accept it it was still like okay you gotta wait till the kids go to sleep from the family that was supportive and there what we thought was there for us we still would have to wait till everybody else went to bed before my mom and my stepmom could go to bed and they would have to make sure they were up before anybody else so that the kids didn't see them coming out of the same room, you know? So there's still, like, that uh, that subconscious, like, okay, even though they, quote, like, accept us, unquote, like, we still have to make sure that we don't do anything that's not proper in front of them, especially because we grew up in a Catholic family, so uh, being proper was always, like, what people were made concerned about. I know it's either religion or the. <laughs> it's always one of the, it's either race or religion that's always tripping people. Not, not tripping people, but just holding people back to be them, their true selves. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and when you put those two together, man, it's. There's some beautiful, beautiful people out there that are Latino and Catholic, but there are also some very cruel people out there in my own in my own community that are just. Not as not as welcoming and warm. No, I I definitely see that within me, in my own community, in my own um, race. Like I, if I say I'm, I am an atheist. I don't. I, I do. We had an episode with Lauren. I may not believe in God, but I do believe in um, reincarnation. I do believe there is something spiritually out there that affects the karma system of human lives. Like if you do a negative react, a negative action a, a huge negative reaction is going to come back to you if you get yeah. if you get put out good um good energy good energy is coming back to you that's that's my belief system but when you have your own people and in their own whatever gobbledygook whatever they believe in, <laughs> and they bring it in it can be a downer you just like and that's why we have art to help us work through that how as our voice and I say, yeah. keep, keep doing your thing. Just fuck them. That's all I say. Yeah. See, I can't be a professor. I know I just straight up say, fuck them. Do your <laughs> shit. And don't worry about it. So, but that's the that's what we need. Even, man, even like, not even just in, in the, like, classroom setting, but like at home too. Mm-hmm. I've tried to be so, so vocal with my son not hide a single thing with him just because I don't want him to have that. I don't want to pretend it's not there so then he won't be as aware. Um, speaking of your son, have you mm-hmm. actually introduced him into art as well? Like, I've noticed some families have a, like artists within the family so it's like it, they want to keep the tradition going in a way. Are you like, in, like, even though you want your son to have his own choice, are you like introducing him in art, getting him like getting familiar with like the basics? Yes, that has been completely on him too. He is a very very creative person, like to the point that it like it takes me by surprise sometimes. But he has got such a creative mind, 
and he comes up he likes to make little stop motions he likes to paint when he um wants a toy but we aren't gonna go run out to the store he'll try to make it with other toys or repaint toys and he'll use copper wire and clay to build toys he's so creative it blows my mind uh, he sounds like me because i've done the same thing when i was when, it, when i would say his age and i still i will maybe one day not today but one day i'll probably make a video and i'll send you a picture to show him um i actually make my own action figures out of pipe cleaners and copper wire that is oh man he will he will want to run out and buy some he loves looking at people's creations man if it's handmade he's all about it I'll show him a picture. I've done the Avengers. I've done Ninja Turtles, um, Star Trek. I've done almost everything. My big goal, um, this is my own personal goal now, the whole world will know this. I want to make a Transformer. Not to, that it transforms, but I want to make a Transformer. But that's going to be mixed medium, though, because it has to skill, still keep his boxy frame. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so tight. So, yeah, I would definitely send a couple of pictures for your son so that he can see it. I would love that. Or if you want, you know, what would be better for him is if you sent a video where you're explaining it. Because sometimes for him, it's he's a little bit more connected to something if he can hear you talking. Okay. Um, and this would be, I guess this is a good question because it goes back for, um, now, it's not only for your son, but for you. How is learning in the midst of this pandemic helping not only just for your son, but also for you as a student artist now that Dominguez says is back. Um, the art department is back. How and I've seen what they did. I'm mean, y'all lucky. Uh, all right, because I <laughs> they didn't do that for they. There was buckets in there. You had to get it yourself. They gave y'all little tubes, canvases. You can pick it up. And I'm jealous right off the bat. But amidst this pandemic, for you, Anderson, how has um, learning? Um, how is it difficult? Is it a little more, is it a little bit more easier for you because you've already been through it for the first go around? If you took online classes before, but how is learning as an artist, but also by way of your son? How has it been for the both of you? Oh man, um, completely honest, it has not been. Uh, we're still working out the kinks, even though we started at the end of last year. It's been rough. My son, uh, he has autism and ADHD, mm -hmm. so he already struggles with a lot of change. And with the panic of the pandemic, and honestly, I mean, I was even a little panicked. Don't get like that sometimes if we're out getting groceries and stuff, but it's been rough. It is so difficult, man. And for I already appreciated his teacher so much because he's he's had some really great teachers that have just been life-changing help for us but and even more so appreciate them so much because it's hard they have all those little it's my own son and man they have the tricks and they're like try this but it's it is difficult so i'm trying to get him into a routine again we just started up school for both of us about a couple like two weeks ago but it's it's rough. It's no joke. It's not for the for the light. Well, how's that phrase go? It's not for the light of heart or the light-hearted. For the faint heart. <laughs> I wish I knew the phrase. 
It's not for the faint of this is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. See, you came in clutch with that one. <laughs> I I've heard it enough times that it's burned in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's been it's been difficult for me too. It's it's rough. It is very rough. I would say there's a silver lining. Um, I, I've said I think I, I think I've said it before. Um, Dominguez, well, the art department has hooked everyone. Every, well, not everyone, because I'm I'm a, I'm an alumni, so I don't get jack shit. But um, <laughs> all that, all a lot of material for you for you, everyone to be able to create. And I know Humana always comes in clutch and gives stuff that. Oh my gosh! She like she sent me. I'm not even her student anymore. She hooked me up with like several different rolls of tape to help me like work on my projects on my own personal projects so she always yeah. comes in clutch um has that has that helped from like finally your money is going to something from the school and getting yeah. like, all this free material is, is that helping a little bit that has honestly just the minute that i step foot on cal state dominguez hills i feel like so much in my life changed and I am so appreciative for the professors I have met there Jimena oh my god Daniela they're just they're amazing professors I'm so appreciative and you're right they're they have come in clutch Devin like the I am so grateful for professors that genuinely have our best interests in mind and I know like I could I could call Jimena right now at 10 o'clock at night on a weekend and she would answer and if I needed anything she would be there there, she, 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 she's that. I'm like, well, damn. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> this close to asking her, can I be your can, can you be my mentor? Yes, for real. Honestly, she's a. I'm gonna be applying for grad schools, and I, I'm so excited to hear their kind of like their what they think would be good routes or if they have any recommendations. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I am so nervous. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't know. I don't know how I got to Cal State Dominguez Hills, let alone now thinking about grad school. What, what do you mean by you don't know? Like, have you not, <laughs> uh, you have not did the community college system, or you just like you just straight up applied for Dominguez Hills? No, I I went to community college. I actually I went to community college for about yes, but it was it was difficult. I. Um, when I graduated very, very short after I got pregnant with my son mm. and my mom, she actually didn't graduate high school. So when I was going to community college, I felt lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know I was supposed to see counselors. So I was just taking classes. I didn't even know there was like a plan. I thought you, I thought you just went to school and you just like picked some classes and then eventually you just transferred. I had no idea how any of it worked. And it wasn't until I I didn't even know I had earned enough credits for an AA. Okay. And then I just had... <laughs> you, so you huh? just, I was going to say, you just went in... Now, that is typical, stereotypical. People go... Um, I used to work at Trade Tech. I said this numerous times. It's like a broken record by this point. I used to work at Trade Tech and was a okay. student at Trade Tech College. Um, I, I, same like you, 
first couple of years, I didn't know what I wanted to do either. Never, I mm-hmm. met with a counselor. They told me to take these classes, and it was GED level courses. I was like, I got my high school diploma. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and then for me, it was listening to my parents, looking for a trade instead of focusing on art. Yeah. So instead of being uh, like going into art, and I'm not gonna say the exact number of years I've been that trade before transferring Dominguez, but um, how long? I would say how long the gap was between you graduating from community college before entering Dominguez. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone has said so far on the show, everyone went through different schools and they ended up either looking up the most cheapest, affordable university, or um, did you went that route, or you knew like Dominguez was the place? Like, did you do a campus tour and you just saw us all working, having fun, talking shit? that okay. I I went uh, I graduated from Rio Hondo in I think it was 2016 or 17 mm-hmm. but I I didn't know there were a couple of classes you had to take to transfer I thought okay well then damn I guess okay I got my AA like now I could go and they're like Mm-mm-mm. you gotta take some of the classes was it math it was. Oh my god! You know, I took it three times. I failed it. I oh. failed it twice. Dropped out once, and the fourth time I passed it finally. Oh, so you had. It has to be your community college or district, because if you take it three times within the same district, doesn't matter if it was Trade Tech, um, Harbor City, because I guess they're all sister schools. Like, there's nine LA community college districts. You have to go outside of the like. I'll have to go to Cerritos and look for the equivalent of the statistics class I had to take. If I if I would have failed it the third time, All right, this would be our last. Let's shoot for twelve minutes. Okay. Okay. So for um to change the subject, good transition, inside joke for the both of us. Um. To actually go all the way back to the beginning. For, um, I this has been a common theme minus Lauren and Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, is tattooing is a um a career that you would like to continue? Um, you would like to further pursue? Honestly, honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've been really open to it. I was approached by the tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. I adore the people inside the tattoo shop, and they've taught me so much. But I never thought I would be a tattoo artist. And sometimes I still, I look at some of their work, and I'm like, but I think it's all mental, because I look at their work, and I'm like, man, I could never do that. But I'm sure they thought that at some point. So it's, I think I'm just more self-conscious than that I don't want that, because being in there, it just feels so natural and so right. But, ooh, it is intimidating to have the thought that it's not just a canvas you could throw away. That is somebody's body. Oh, yeah. And I should know, because I had a friend who is missing. He's he's out there somewhere. Hopefully he's <laughs> alive. He used uh, me as a habitat of a Murakami piece on my farm. Mm-hmm. And, um... I was like, I, I encourage Rocio. I um, 
If you need a canvas, I got all the skin. Let's, let's go. So, so I believe it up there to you as well. Yeah. You need. I will absolutely canvas. take you up on that. <laughs> um, how did like did they? Were you like a frequent guest, like a, well, a frequent customer, to the point where they noticed you're an artist yourself, and it was like. How would you like? Did they bring you in based off your um, your art background? You know, actually, I've got to. I have to give credit where credit's due. One of my best friends is a tattoo artist in the shop, and I'd be like, "No, nah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could do it." And she's like, "No, come on, come on. You know, this is a good opportunity for you. Like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get this bread." And I'm I'm so happy that I've that her name is Danny. I really she has been a huge inspiration, a huge motivation for me. That's great. What was your major beforehand? Whew. When I first started, I had no idea. I switched to business. I wanted art the whole time. From the minute I stepped foot at Rio Hondo, I wanted art, but I was fighting it because I didn't think I didn't think it was appropriate, and I was a young mom. I felt like it was frivolous, and I would I switched from because I couldn't find anything that was making me happy. I tried culinary arts, which I did really love, but it wasn't it for me. I tried business, which was absolutely horrendous. I do, I'm not a business person. I considered biology because I took a biology class and I was good at it. Nothing fit like art fit, so. I have switched majors a lot of times, which is why I spent eight years at Rio Hondo before transferring. <laughs> now, that okay, we're both similar. Except mine is the science part. I, I I can talk about science, but I just can't dig science. I did culinary. I dropped out after after a, a week and a half. I was like, no, I I can't. I cur almost cursed out the chef because he had the gall to say, if you cannot speak French or at least Spanish, you're not going to get through this program. And then he's like, it's your fault. And he was like, it's your fault for not finding the utensils all like this. And it's not my fault. I was like, my fault. My Okay. All right. I bit my tongue. The And <laughs> this was the great part. The class was right in front of the registration building, so all I had to do was walk right out, right walk right in, get a drop card, walk right back into the class. I was out. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. And, um. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't hear what I said, huh? No, but I. Where did I cut off at? <laughs> <laughs> you said you cut off at. Um, you took biology. And nothing stuck. And I interjected and said, and you said eight years. And I interjected and said um, that I took culinary for two weeks, about a week and a half to two weeks. Almost cursed at the chef. <laughs> um, because he said, if you did not know French or at least Spanish or like the basic form of Spanish, you're not going to get through the class. So I bit my tongue. Because I was about to snap. Walked out. And the registration building was in front of the, um, the culinary building. 
walked right into the registration building, requested the drop card, walked right in, had them sign it, walked right back. I was already, I was out within 10 minutes. Damn. I was like, yeah, nah. I... <sighs> I, was, I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I've been like, like you, I'll say a little bit longer. <laughs> I've been at trade for close to like, close to, uh, no, eight years. Cause I started at 20, like 23. And I didn't leave until I was wow, 32. I entered Dominguez at the age of, um, yeah, 32. I was there for a minute. Okay, but I really thought I was going to be a chef, though. Well, I would say everything... I had a, actually a good quote, and I and I just went. Pfft. It, it, it it was a good saying, but um, it takes time to know what you want to do, and then you, it was this eventuality. You found what you what you you felt that you know what is right. Yep. So that's the past. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Ever ever since I was little, I would tell my mom that I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. Even the first time I told her, I told her I want to be an illustrator, mm. which doesn't hold true to this day, but that was what I thought I wanted in the beginning. And my mom, I remember hearing her on the phone being like, do you know what an illustrator is? Kaylee said she wants to be an illustrator. I never heard of that before, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, as long, I've always known, and I fought it for so long, but I'm so happy. I feel like everything kind of fe started falling into place when I switched into studio art um your first semester was fall of last year my first yeah fall and then i had spring now i'm in fall yeah so this is so you won't be a senior until what 2022 no i'm a senior oh you're already senior oh okay so yeah you, oh, you already had enough units from graduating to like speed up to actually be a junior yeah so uh this was my this is the first um, semester of my senior year and then I'll be graduating next year. I'm starting to apply to grad schools right now okay. so that has also been really scary but um, man everything just I, I'm, I can't believe I fought it for this long do it I'm taking the mental break I'm taking the physical break because grad school will be the most challenging thing ever and, oh, yeah. I, and I would say senior like seeing everyone art because they always everyone is second out their work your art will get you in the only thing that can trip you up don't worry about the CV not everyone's gonna have a glowing artist resume yeah. it's the interview and your writing your artist statement are you working I'm, all right, I'm going teacher teacher mode, professor mode on you. Have you been working on your artist bio and artist statements? Yes, I actually have. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I started a UCLA summer internship, so I've got like a really not perfect, 
but I've got a good draft going that I'm I'm tweaking here and there. Okay. So you you're working on something? Cause I, mm -hmm. I already have mine's done. Devin's like always updated. I was like, nah, I'm confident. And then I go to Humana, she gives me <laughs> a list of things to read. I read them. It just I made that mistake at because when you ask, like you said early in the episode, when you ask Humana something, she'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. And she gave me like, I was like, I have to read all this <laughs> while playing video games. I didn't tell her that. I, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. She <laughs> more. She already follows me on Instagram. And the and here's the funny thing though. She probably so told y'all this. She said, "I'm not gonna follow my students." Unless they prove they can, they have exceptional work. And all of a sudden, after I'm done, I get a follow. I was like, "Well, I guess my work has been exceptional." Oh, I've never heard her say that, but she she does follow me so. Because oh my goodness, I never heard her say that. Because the thing is, it, I had her when it was her first semester teaching there. Oh my goodness. And. You, you you know you get a new professor you don't know like they're trying to figure out their students and you're trying to figure out this new professor mm-hmm and I can I, and I get you don't want to be friends with your students you, you co like colleagues and like not colleagues because we're still emerging artists like Devin would say yeah. we're emerging artists um but that was just like the start of semester when you get to like the midway point Everyone is gel everybody's gelling. Everyone is, everyone's having fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, she was. She, she said she's been following me. She just said that because it was like teacher-student relations, to, especially with everyone. And look, she's. I, I hate to say she's the most popular professor on that campus. <laughs> yes, she's. She is well loved. She's nurturing. She, like, like we both said. If we need something, she's there for us. Yes. Devin's more the, I, and I always like to do this. He, he ex-producer of, of the giant contraband robot, but <laughs> he's more like you ask him. He asks you a you ask him a question. He comes back with the question. Yeah. And you like, Devin, bro, just give me an answer, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know who else has really left a big imprint on my heart is uh, Dr. Ellsworth. Oh, she's cool, people. She, I have been emailing her back and forth, just checking in. She has, like, really just taken a big old chunk of my heart. She is, man, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm taking women's studies, Latin American art, ancient. Latin art, and then art hitting in the general and art history with her. I have learned more as a male artist from, and I and I've told her I was like I have learned from as a male artist, learned more from women artists, especially art historians, than I would from male counterpart. Yeah, because I'm like, give me. I was like. As you give me truths that I know a man, uh, us, our gender wouldn't be like, well, and then like, no, you, you, you're you not giving me what I want to hear. Just say, mm -hmm. we're, just say we're shit. All right. Just say in the art world, men are shit. <laughs> Ellsworth will say it politely. 
Yep, and she will like leave you wanting more. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Like I said, there I'm so grateful for the people that I have met at that school. There are just so many beautiful people there. Are you currently taking Ellsworth this um this um semester? No, that's why we've been emailing. I miss her. This is the first semester because I had my first two semesters with her. This is my first semester without her. So oh, man. You miss those five to six page papers. I do. Oh, no. <laughs> I really do. I loved it. Oh, man. I normally, I, I try to be, <laughs> when I'm a new student of anywhere, I try not to be vocal. But since I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a journeyman student by this point, mm-hmm. I will complain. I was vocally upset. That's what Ellsworth said. I expect a seven, five to seven page paper. I was like, a what? <laughs> what the hell? I was like, I, I bit my tongue. I was like, what are we supposed to write for five to seven pages? <laughs> I was like, she was like, have you done this at your community college? Yes, I have. Like a lawyer, trying to finagle my way out of writing a five to seven page paper. <laughs> because, and trust me, because I'm 100% everybody does this. The first two pages, you're on point with the topic. The center, pa- the center pages are all filler. Your strong is your, your the strongest of anything of your paper would be your your conclusion, and then you probably get fifty fifty on the um, the index page, <laughs> the works cited page, and I, and I told her exactly that, and she said you are hundred percent correct. But she says, since you like comic books, how about you incorporate comic books with women in art? Aww, I was like, I love that. You love that. Imagine someone like me who have to like call. Like, I literally had to ask a friend who had a friend <laughs> that used to work, that used to work for DC Comics. I had to call in. A, I had to ask for a favor for another person who, wrote, who used to write for. Like, I haven't wrote game, video game, video game, and comic reviews in ten years, so it's like me coming back and like, uh, I need this from you to help me write this paper to get an A in this class, and they're like, "Fool, all right, we'll help you, but you owe us." So like, all right, I got, I got y'all. They got gift cards that 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 end of the semester though. Yeah, Matt. You know, I will say though, I do love writing. That was, I have a, a little bit, I have a little bit of a background in journalism. Okay. Same. So, oh, I love writing. Like, I almost get excited. If it's a paper on a topic that that I love, I could, sometimes, if it's like, say it was like a five to seven page, mm-hmm. I'll start out with like nine and have to trim it to get it to that point. I... And for me, I tend to get argumentative with my papers. Yeah. Like, like, I would, like, I would stay on topic, but if I get to a specific subject that angers me just a little, then the rest of the paper be an argumentative paper. She doesn't <laughs> ask for it. I, and that was exactly the comic when I was like getting more into the paper I was I stumbled upon um, I, this is during the renaissance era you probably already know this as well 
where a group of women created their own art school, but they had to dress yes. up as men to like to like mask the fact that this is all women learning art on their own terms and their own way. And I was like, yep. And then I was learning more about women artists of today, and it's not just women in general; it's women of color. I was like, and she said, I can tell you're getting upset the more you write. I was like, yes, because my gender suck. <laughs> I was like, and, um, and it was like a debate in the class because I said it out loud. And it's like, when do you realize your gender sucks? I was like, I've been knew my gender sucks since I was like a teenager. This, this is nothing new. I was like, I was like, in history. I was like, she's like, comic books? I was like, comic books is no good. <sighs> Yeah. Um, um, one of my favorite artists, Nicola Scott, the first woman in comic book history to get a mention, even though Justice League was trash, she gets a mention in Justice League because she created, um, she drew this suit for the character Deathstroke, and the customers from her comic designed it just like what you see on the screen, and she got mm -hmm. a and she got a credit for it, and I was like. Wait, no women artists get a credit in movies and she's technically the first? That makes no sense. Mm, yeah. So, yes. I, and I've been saying it since season two of this series. Men suck. So, we're going to keep <laughs> on hearing it. I adore you, though. Man, I... That's... You being so aware and being so open-minded and so full of, like, love in your heart really is going to make be the you're the kind of person that is going to influence change for sure because i mean same thing with my son i mean i've had some bad experiences with men but by trying to educate and encourage and fill his heart with like love and like genuinely viewing things with fairness mm -hmm. it goes such a long way yeah so i appreciate you so much i feel like i have said that in a bunch of different <laughs> ways to you, but I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I will chalk it up to, like I said, having powerful women setting... I would say, I had a friend... I wasn't always like this. And I've I, 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 I always been open about that. I haven't always... I had a friend who ripped into me. <laughs> but I knew I was like, okay, I need to change. I need to, like... And, I, and she said, I have the benefit, though, of I was not always on social media. So technically, I'm still like a baby when it comes to social media. <laughs> uh, she said, if any, all the stuff that I did beforehand was on social media, oh, I would have been canceled a long time ago. This would this artist talk would have not been the thing because uh, I'd be trying I'd be too much trying to explain myself um, from past um transgressions but I always chalk it up for the women in my family because they outnumber us men and they, my grandmother R.I.P. she has taught um, I would say she taught me more to thrive and especially women um, women in art has taught me to thrive more than I say my own gender has yeah so I'm like and then plus, you, if you can't listen, like sit down and listen to everything that's wrong, and not and like 
was an artist's perspective. When mm-hmm. it's time for me to interject, I wait to be asked to interject. I'm not just gonna openly explain. That's why this whole series, I rather have. And people's gonna complain. Oh, it's nothing but women. Who cares? <laughs> like I'm, because I've been saying, and I'll keep on saying, I'm tired of us mansplaining what we think your art is. It is. I want to know what your art is. Just you tell me instead of me explaining it or mansplaining yeah. it. I'm like, but thank you for those kind words. I have not. I, I don't. I don't do well with dumb kind words. I don't. If I could hug you right now, I would hug you. I am sending you virtual hugs right now. I was like, if we were in the same place, I'd be yelling, coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, for real. Uh, my last question, hopefully next year, because I know Lauren still wants to, um, do you want to curate a show next sem- um, your final semester? Yes, 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 yes. And also, can I just say, I love Lauren so much. This, this, is the po- this is the podcast where everybody gets love or they get yeah. um, some shade. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but oh my God, a million times yes. I didn't know that you guys were the ones that had curated the show I was in last time. Um... This semester, I didn't curate it. I think it was Isai and Jim. Uh, oh, I thought you had a, a the, hand in it. The one in the on in the fall of your first semester, I was the co. Um, me, Santos, and Christian Mesqua, we cu- um, curated that show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That one, I was. I was fighting, fighting everyone because there was three pieces I did in that show I did not like, and I was like, "This is just nothing but a grade piece." And I and I see your piece <laughs> on the wall. I was like, "It was." I remember it was yours, Rocio. Were all in the same wall, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, and, yes!" And there was a two students, I think one from Cerritos, and one from Cyprus, and then there's mine. And I was like, "Why did y'all put me in the closet? Just put me in the closet." <laughs> I would have been fine. <laughs> now, you know who really stole the show? I thought was Victor. Oh, Victor. Oh, the um, the chair. Um... Yes, he he does those. Uh, they're like very political and very just like raw pieces. Yep. They I... give it to you exactly how it is, and man, he. Oh, I was like. I don't know who any of these artists are, but I need to know who every single one of them are. Oh my god, I love them so much already, and I don't even know what they look like. I would say, oh, excuse me. I know Brianna is gonna have a tough hill because I think this is her part one of her senior year, and then the next year she'll more likely graduate with you. Mm-hmm. And I know she's now the president of the collective. I give her all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the historian of the collective, so hopefully, uh, hopefully there is plenty of luck. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm gonna give y'all all the luck because I know this go around. The collective is all all um women, right? Yep, it sure is. So I have nothing but hope that y'all can get through this semester and the next, because because I know it's gonna be I know this semester is gonna be a struggle because it's all digital. 
and hopefully y'all yeah. y'all be able to create a show next year. I say give just give an idea. Just say it's your idea. Create an <laughs> online show, and it's it is very doable. Yeah, I think I think there were, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but I think that is something that is in the works for sure. Let's definitely do it because you want to <laughs> because you want to have that you want to have a curator at least. I'll say you want to have that one thing on your CV that just shows that you was that um, besides historian for the collective that you show that you was you actively took part in something of the school that you went to before you because um, you never know what that school may want you to do when you get there. Yeah, like doing this podcast series, like I hope they just stick to the artist talk ones. And they don't go to the main show ones because who? Because <laughs> I know we was you was very timid on talking about um, sex within your art. We went through the whole. We talked a little bit about your um, about you on the show because because I said we as men shouldn't be afraid to openly talk about sex with a partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, if you smile, you smile. If you you well endowed, hey. But still, because it's a spin from your post, and I showed him, and he's like, fuck it. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to, it would be super disrespectful talking about his personal life. But he did agree on open communication and using toys if if it's agreed upon. Yes. I, oh, man, that is, if there is one thing I can accomplish is I just want people to be more open to the things that bring them happiness whether that is sexually whether it is in your career at school with your friends like you find what makes you happy and you find somebody that wants to do that with you if you feel like i mean if that's what your goal is to find somebody to do that with you but it is so important i appreciated your comment on there too talking about that it is it's it's a beautiful thing it does it has nothing to do with how well endowed a man is or how great they can perform. It's all part of making a beautiful, beautiful process and an experience for both people. And I think we can end up right there with that. <laughs> that was, there's no way to come back from that. That, was like, that would be a positive note right there. Once again, thank you, Kaylee, for coming on this on this episode, this tumultuous evening to get this done. <laughs> We definitely powered through uh, quite a few hurdles, but we made it through. We made it through. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I had such a good time. I'm glad you did. And it sounds like you are now out of your nervousness. Yes. I was just thinking that, too. I was going to say, yeah, like, I don't know why I was feeling so nervous. But I was like, no, don't say that. Don't don't say that out loud. That doesn't need to be said. Okay. So if I ask you, you want to be on the Night Owl show? which is part of KDHR, which is Dominguez's um, radio station, you'll say yes, right? Yes, 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 a thousand times, yes. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that one, because that one <laughs> requires... Outside noise is fine, but that will require you to come up with a partial playlist. This is a challenge for me and my co-hosts. We always... Okay. When we ask people yeah. to be on, we have them do five songs. We have to match your musical energy. Oh, I love that. And I'll say this. It was hard for me to match Lauren's musical energy. 
because I don't listen to hip hop as much anymore. Uh oh. So getting back to like seventeen year old me to get seventeen, eighteen year old me to get into that flavor, I was like, Okay. I I think I got it. So there's a couple of songs that was out like two thousand one, two thousand two. That's still re- re- uh, relevant today. Do they have to um, all be the same genre, or can they be from different pockets of of energy levels? It can be different pockets. You can do 60s, 70s, 80s, modern. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, oh, I'm so excited. I tend to stick with um, punk, metal, deathcore, and ska. If you throw, okay. me, if you hit me with something that's techno or EDM, <laughs> I, I do know one artist that I do listen to religiously that kills that that, that definitely kills it for me. <laughs> okay, well I don't listen to any techno or e- EDM or anything, but some ska and some I'm with you on that. I got you. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> to listen to Kaylee's episode, it would be September 30th. Um, stay tuned to the Giant Contraband Robot on SoundCloud and Spotify, y'all. For not only Kaylee's episode, will be at the end of the month, but also, well, if you listen to it at the end of the month, just don't worry about it. She'll be out on <laughs> September 30th, and we have a lot more on this podcast feed. Once again, thank you, Kaylee. Thank you. And until next time, peace. Bye.